Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to Uncut Sports Talk, featuring your host, Rhino, Brian Cashman. I've known for a long time that you have no clue about baseball, and you literally go into a little room that's set up Moneyball style. You got four-eyed Bill in there, reading off algorithms about players' talents, successes, whatever you guys punch into those things, you know, skills. But for Christ's sake, can you move away from the computer one time and let me enlighten you on something. We won 100 fucking games in the regular season last year. 100. We got our tits absolutely blown off in the postseason. And let me enlighten you on something else. Judge Plain! And your co-host, Paz. The NFL is a joke. Um... The players, I feel bad for the players, honestly. Like, there's a lot of guys that probably, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys on that New Orleans team that, you know, are, are the 53rd man on that roster. And that extra $75,000 that they would have gotten for going to the Super Bowl, um, you know, in terms of the playoff checks, is probably a huge deal to them. I feel really bad for those guys. Um, I don't really give a shit about the, the, the top guys as much, obviously. But, I mean, like, lives are changed. Careers are changed. Um, you know, even the coaches, too. Same thing. Like, there's a lot of those ancillary coaches that if they get their you know their their offensive line to the Super Bowl maybe they're up for a you know a, a an offensive coordinator job somewhere or you know something like that it's it, it's it's just a, a a snowball that starts at the top of the mountain and just completely continues gathering momentum gathering growth until it it hits the bottom guys and unfortunately those are the guys that suffer what's going on everybody Long time no talk. March Madness had us booked up. Weren't able to get on here all that much, but we're back here with a full episode for a 2019 MLB baseball season preview show. I'm your host, Rhino. I got co-host Paz with me. What's going on tonight, Paz? Not much. It's crazy how uh, how fast it go, or you know how it seems like we've been away for so long. It's only been a week with only having one show. But uh, as you yeah. said, we had the uh, the NCAA tournament, and uh, we get back on that horse tomorrow, along with opening day, or the uh, you know the official opening day. I guess since we already had technically opening day in Japan. Yeah, definitely a first opening day in the states. Um, all right, without any further ado, I I've plugged uh, my cousin here several times over the last couple shows, and I've been really looking forward to getting him on. Uh, the only person in my depth of Yankees knowledge as me, uh, the only person that loves Jeter more than him is his wife, and uh, I'm happy to have him on and discuss some Yankees talk with him. Kyle, how you doing today, bud? I'm good, man. How about you guys? We're doing good, dude. I'm so happy to have you on, man. Yeah, dude, it's good to be on. Although the uh, the Jeter plug to get us going, that's a little that's a little rough, man. You didn't rough set me up true. for that. Rough but true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, um, you're right. We walked out of the elimination game, my, uh, you and I, and we had a couple takeaways, both that we had the same sentiment on. Uh, before getting to those, uh, usually you and uh, your brother and I always do a little bit of a Yankees preview. Give me a little bit of a preview of what, you know, you kind of foresee for the Yanks this season. 
Uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's tough. They're they're good. I I actually think uh, last year winning a hundred games, I actually think was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, and you and I talked about that going in. They're young. There's a lot of wild cards, and you didn't know what you were going to get out of it. And there's all the sophomore slump nonsense now that you're moving in. Uh, I think that the, the guys that would fall into that are good players. But, man, i got to be honest with you, like, I'm pretty worried about the spring injuries. Um, shit like that lingers when you have, you know, you have an ace who, again, you and I, when we talked about last year, a guy who was, who was clearly overworked, a guy who had never pitched that much in his life, dominant, unhittable in the first half of the season. In the second half of the season, he fell off of a cliff in Severino, and now he has a shoulder issue. you got to worry about shit like that, you know, and you have Hicks. Like, I like Hicks. He's a good player. You know, he's, uh, he's hitting from both sides of the plate. He plays great defense. I like him. He's streaky. He's good when he gets going. But, again, like a back. Like, you've played. You've had back injuries. Those those things don't go away, and so it's, it's not a it's not a good place to start. I'm not gonna say the sky's falling or anything, but they're gonna be good. They're gonna win 100 games, I think. Um, I think they're better than the Red Sox. I'll jump into that one. I think they're better than the Boston Red Sox are. I think they were better last year. Um, a key is them getting off to a better start. Like if you remember last year, we fell behind. They had a terrible start. They were 16 and 16 or something like that with everybody healthy, and that can't happen again. Um, you know, and then when you combine that with the injuries, it's going to be dicey. But I do think they're a better team. And so I'd expect them to win the division. Um, and then you and I go back and forth all the time on the analytics. Uh, you know, all bets are off when you get into the playoffs. All bets are off. Um, you know, so, so who knows what, what's going to go there. You're in a crapshoot. And the American League, you know, you're going to – I think you're pretty much looking at the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Astros and the National League is a free-for-all, and so those are the three that I'd put my money on. I don't think anybody can beat those three in the American League, so I think they'll be right there. Um, yeah, I basically, yeah, I agree with everything you said, really. I I, uh, I actually think the AL is, I don't want to say down, but I don't think they have a crop like they usually do. The Indians will slide their way in as they always do. They're like the Patriots of the NFL. They kind of get a free ride in. Uh we well, talked yeah, about and, a little and, bit, and too, then, the Houston's additions. is it, it, Brantley stays healthy. That's a huge addition. They have that kid, uh, uh, I want to say it's Whitley, who's being projected as, like, Walker Bueller. If they use him the way the Dodgers used Bueller last year, saved them all season, they use him in the playoffs and look elite like that, they're going to be tough this year, too. Yeah, and, and the, the Central's harmless, right? It's always harmless. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, like the, like Cleveland will sneak in, um, but I don't think they'll be. Uh, I don't think they'll be any any good. Like I don't think yeah. they're any major threat, anything like that. And I, I like we didn't talk about the off season moves. I actually think the things that the Yankees did were were really. I think I think they they had a really good off season. I don't know why nobody's talking about DJ LeMahieu, and I know you're not the biggest fan, but like. One of the things you and I were talking about when we walked away from that elimination game was like, how does this team honestly get better? And one of the ways yeah. that they get better, and I'm not saying DJ LeMahieu is, is the silver bullet to make it better, but, like, you need guys who can hit the ball with two strikes. You need guys who can move runners, put the ball in play, hit for a little average, stop striking out 250 times by hitting 50 home runs because that's how you're going to win in the playoffs. You're going to have to move runners. You're going to have to scratch shit out. And then you can have you got to you just I just think he's a big addition to the team. And then 
God only knows what's going to happen at first base. Like, who knows? I mean, Bird's elbow's bothering him already, right? Because he got hit hit on the hit on the, yeah. the elbow in spring yeah, training. Went for an MRI. So, yeah, that didn't last long. He couldn't he couldn't even make it to one game in the regular season before he gets hurt. It's unbelievable, this guy. And I feel bad for the guy because he, he, you know, like, you know, I was we were there. We watched him play when he when he spelled to share and like he's got the tools. He's got a good swing. Like he's got yeah. he's got great plate discipline and just. Guy hits 400 in spring training, and then he gets hurt on the last couple of days, and then you never see him again until the next year. It's unfortunate. And I like boys. Yeah. I like what he brings to the table, but you know. Uh, so one of the, one of the main difficult things yeah, absolutely one of the, the one of the main things that we walked out of that elimination game saying to each other was. You know, like as you mentioned, we really need some pure hitting. Do you think that this off season we had the ability? Uh, I mean, again, this is one of three things we talked about. We could touch on all three. Do you think? My my only problem. I, I don't mind DJ LeMahieu, the player. I don't like the signing for what they're going to do. Like already, I see uh, they posted the lineup for tomorrow. Uh, Voight is DH and Bird's playing first. So. Uh, I understand, like, Tolowinski will probably play every other day or maybe four times a week, but in April, you're only usually playing five times a week or so, or, uh, yeah, March and April. So I just don't, like, I just think that I'd rather have LeMayu's bat in there. I understand that we're surplus with righties now, uh, and really Bird is basically the only lefty with Hicks out as a switch. It's basically Gardner Bird, that's it, and it's just righty straight through, but like, I just don't know where he's going to see enough time. When he spells Tulu, you're talking, okay, two times a week. Uh, are we really going to sit Andahar's bat for LeMahieu? Um, and, and something I, I heard on, he was he was with Mike right when he got signed the day after, and he was saying he doesn't feel comfortable playing shortstop at all, has never really played there, would feel like he's a bottom player if he played short. He's okay third baseman, has never played first in his life. So that was kind of my problem with the LeMahieu sign. I agree with you. Definitely pure hitter. He's definitely someone that can move runners over. I just don't know where he's going to get the time. Where do you think the time is going to come for him to play outside of spelling Tula? Well, I, I hate to say it because I, I want to see Tula Whiskey be successful, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I think what we're going to end up seeing um, shortly, unfortunately, I think, is you're either going to see him not be able to hold up from a health perspective, um, or he's just not going to be able to hit, not going to be able to catch up, and his defense is not going to be that much of a differentiator, and he's only playing every other day anyway. And you're going to end up seeing Torres slide over to short, LeMahieu play a little bit there, get a little bit more comfortable playing shortstop. Um, And you're going to see LeMahieu in the lineup, I think, a lot more often. I think you're also going to have your bird boy problem solved. You're either going to get – Again, like, it's all, it's all conjecture, right? Like, I have no idea this is what's going to happen. But you're either going to find Bird who's going to hit or he's going to get hurt or he's not going to be healthy from what's going on, and that stuff's going to play itself out. The key will be, can LeMahieu stay crisp and carry over spring training with limited at-bats between now and then? That'll be key, right? And, mm-hmm. and I, I agree with you. I, it's, that will be a very hard uh, – puzzle or challenge for Boone to figure out to maintain the at-bats for those types of guys so that when they are called upon, they're actually capable of doing their job. But anyway, yeah. unfortunately, I don't think Kulowitzki is going to be a mainstay, and you and I both know there's no fucking way Didi Gregorius is coming back in June or July. It's just not going to happen. 
Oh yeah, I already really saw. He's so far ahead of schedule. What a, he's such a beast, man. I just love him. Uh, he, I already saw. He, he's already six weeks ahead of schedule. He was hitting uh, uh, underhand toss already. I mean, this guy is just what what a freaking beast, man. Yeah. I just love him. I fucking love him. I hope. Yeah, I hope you're right. I I love the guy too. I I hope he is ahead of schedule. But if I had to bet, you're not seeing him until August. And then that's even going to yeah. come down to where you're at in the race. Like, do you need them right. to, to inject it sooner rather than later? So, just a lot of uh, up in the air stuff. But any I, any concerns I, with Torres' defense at short? After what we saw last year, he had I want to say like uh, 21 of the airs. It was like 16 or something. Were at shortstop uh, when he was filling in and playing over there. Hey, man, you you uh, you brought up the Jeter thing, so I'll go back there. Like, if you remember, yes. Derek Jeter couldn't play defense for shit when he came up. Um, yeah. He was a lifetime shortstop. He worked on it. He got better. Glaber Torres is also a lifetime shortstop. And so I, I think he'll be totally fine. I think he's got the hands. I think he's, just a, he's just a player, and he just needs reps over there. And when you move him over, he'll be fine. And he was a kid last year. Like, a lot of yeah. his errors were kid mistakes. They were just bad mistakes. Rushing throws, not setting your feet, not having good footwork. I wouldn't worry about that kind of stuff um, as he gets older and matures and he gets over there and gets that view of the baseball field back again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, second thing we walked away at that stadium was, and you, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, is that, you know, lockdown ace in our pitching. Uh, not, I'm not – I am concerned with Severino in the long term. Uh, you know, died down the first year in the second half. You can blame that on the most innings he's ever seen. I'm, I'm okay with that one but then comes back last year was basically irrelevant to the point that even you and I were talking about who's going to start game one because we are essentially a lock in the playoffs already at that time. We were already talking about Tanaka or CC as a gamer because Seb was having a bad second half. Now shoulder problems again. I hear it's also a little bit of shoulder lat, which is like what Syndergaard had and ended up getting surgery on and basically was out the whole year. So that's concerning. But from an overall standpoint, let's say he comes back and is healthy, uh, do you think we did enough to have a a rotation, which is something we spoke about last year? We were essentially down in the first one to four innings of every single game, and I always had to fight back with the offense, and that's really what bit us against the Sox. Uh, the additions of Paxton, the re-signing of Hap, uh, and really that's all we did is just kind of bring over Paxton. It looks like uh, Loizica and Herman are going to do the fill-ins until Seb is ready. Uh, did we do enough? Do we have enough there playoff-wise? Uh, you know, again, I'm not really all that concerned with the regular season. Playoff-wise, is Paxton addition enough from a starting rotation spot to keep us in the game so that our offense isn't climbing up a three- or four-run hill in these games? Honestly, man, I, I'd be lying to you if I told you I knew. I don't know enough about James Paxton. I know that he's supposed to have uh, A stuff. He's supposed to have number one starter-type stuff. Um, and if that's true and he's capable of pitching uh, at that level, yeah, I think that's enough. I think uh, I still stick to it, and, you know, you hope that he stays healthy, but, like, our best big game pitcher is Masahiro Tanaka. Like, that guy shows up. He's going to throw yep. uh, his regular season. He's going to give up too many home runs. He's probably going to have in a low fours to a mid fours ERA. That's just how he pitches. But when you need to win a baseball game, he's a gamer and he will get it done. And so I feel comfortable with that. If you have if you have Hero in there and you have uh, Severino and Paxton, 
that are healthy with that capable stuff, yeah, I feel comfortable with that. And it, and I know you and I also don't always see eye to eye on J.A. Happ. Like, he's also another guy where I will take ten times over um, the guy who has playoff experience and the moment is not too big for him um, over somebody who has the ability to throw the ball by somebody and win 20 games during the regular year. I'll take that hands down. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I like Hap. I just I don't like the again. This is it's more of a reasoning of why you acquire him. Like I, you know, I can't stand Cashman. I could go on and on about it. It's more for me is like you acquired the guy literally to beat Boston. He can't get a second inning. That's the shit that bothers me is when he goes and makes an acquisition just because of that. Um, there's been a lot of talk that they're still dangle around Bumgarner. Do you think there's any possibilities that we get Bumgarner over here at some point in time in the year? Uh, already sent Clint Frazier down, so he's not going to make the – well, he's on the active roster, obviously, but not going to make the MLB team at least to start the season. You see anything like that that's possible, some type of Frazier with a couple other prospects deal for Bumgarner? Do you think that's kind of just, uh, you know, more just nonsense? I think it's more uh, nonsense, and I think if they if they made any move like that, I know in the offseason San Francisco – um, like, like I think the Padres was a big was a big thing they were talking about. Those guys are enamored with Andujar, and I can't see them moving Andujar. Um, it's 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 a good problem to have if for whatever reason we all get shocked and Luke Boy and Greg Bird are able to stay healthy, and then you have a proven first baseman at the major league level. I don't know what San Francisco needs over at that corner, but those are things that would make it a little bit more viable. And, dude, everybody's going to keep calling about Gary Sanchez, especially when he continues to hit 185. And so they're going to keep calling and keep calling because somebody's going to try and get him on the cheap. And I think in order for the Yankees to land Bumgarner, they're going to have to move somebody like that because I don't think they'll care if they're that far out of the race. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how would you feel about that? I mean, I don't know how I feel about what. Are you okay if if Sanchez gets out of there? Are you okay with Romine as our starting catcher? Uh, no, not for a 162 game season. I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. Like, I guess Sanchez getting out of there would basically mean we're counting on Austin Romine to uh, catch us through the playoffs and win a World Series. So down the stretch, you're talking September, October, um, a little bit of August. Um, August, right. September, October. No, I, w- I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. I think they'd have to they'd have to do something else um, to bring in somebody who has more consistent regular at bats and can play on a daily basis. That shit's hard, man. Lifelong yeah. backup catcher, and then throw him into a pennant race and try and replace whether Sanchez hits 185 or not. The guy's going to hit 25, 30 home runs, and he is going to drive in runs. You you can't replace that that kind of production. Um, you know the the defensive stuff, like absolutely. I mean, he's, he'd be hands down better, but um, yeah, I wouldn't feel comfortable with Romine down the stretch. So I think they would have to do something. And honestly, I don't know what they have in the system. I don't think we have much. I know we drafted a catcher a few years ago, but there's no way he's going to be anywhere close to um, to being major league ready for the Yankees down the stretch. No, that's why I kind of yeah. had my eyes all over the the real Muto talk this off season because. Oh uh, yeah. Um, where there's smoke, there's fire, and so if people are talking about Gary Sanchez and Cashman taking calls, no matter how many times he tells you that he hung up on those calls, like I said, where there's smoke, there's fire, so um, you never know. But I wouldn't see them getting bum guard. 
Yeah, I don't think so either. Dude, we, did, uh, we haven't I, talked about the bullpen. Like, I'm worried about yeah. the bullpen. Well, yeah. Well, now Betances uh, is all messed up. Uh, you know, you're got you're getting uh, Chapman coming back off of ba- uh, basically what's uh, essentially a knee replacement. I mean, he's gotten the thing drained four times. He got arthritis scraped. Uh, I mean, they might as well just replace it at this point. I'm sure it got shot with – I know it got shot with cortisone last year in the season, so I'm sure it's gotten shot with cortisone at least three. Let's say it's been, what, six months, so at least twice. Um, yeah, I, I, it, we, we did add Adovito, uh Still have Green. Uh, what, what are your concerns outside of that, just the fact that they're just not healthy? Yeah, I don't know much about Adovito. Right, like you know his numbers. I know he's been up and down. I know he reinvented himself a little bit, and that alone scares the shit out of me because he's not young. Um, and then I, I, our best reliever. I don't, I don't want to say best, like in pure stuff and statistics and everything, but the one of the most trusted guys out there from me as a fan was David Robertson, hands down. Yeah, like yep. he got himself into jams, but he pitched himself out of jams. You knew he was going to throw strikes. You knew the moment wasn't too big. When you needed outs, he got you out. Um, and when you let a guy go like that, you're missing that out of, out of the pen. And, and uh, that actually worries me. That's that's one of those things that didn't make any sense to me to let him go. Um, but, you know, that's, that there is the, the business side of it. And he's not young, but uh, that's why I worry about it. And then, yes, like you said, you throw in the health stuff. Um, you know, you hope, you hope Britain comes back and pitches uh, like the Zach Britton that he was before he got got hurt, but you never know. And so I think there's more questions out there than everybody uh, on paper. Their world beers, put it that way. Yeah, and I keep it, forgetting it, it, that we have Britton. A lot of it comes down to how he manages it. Yeah. A lot of it comes down to how Boone manages the pen. Yeah, I keep forgetting that Britton. He should be elite. Yeah, well, that's because that's because Cashman's calling down to him, telling him who to bring in out of the bullpen. So I, <laughs> I, I, I try not to blame Boone as much as possible because I feel bad. I think. Well, I mean, also he he knew what he's getting into, getting in. Uh, so it is what it is. Um, yeah, that's true. I, I don't know how much I did. You have that? I can't believe you didn't bring up your boy Adam Warren, man. We have really. I was really, really hoping that Herman would be our long reliever this year because I, to me, I look at him like when they brought Severino up. He just has this elite shit. Comes out, throws gas. If you watch him pitch in like the first three innings, it's like you're like, holy shit, man. This guy's got great stuff. But he throws like a reliever as a starter, and then by the fourth inning and fifth inning, he's just getting absolutely tanked because he's got nothing left. I was really looking forward to him being the middle reliever the injury to Severino and Montgomery being far from ready has kind of pushed him into that role with Loisica um concerned any concerns about some middle relief because we definitely have the offense that we're essentially in the in, in any game at any certain time of the game you know yeah I, I think so I think uh I agree with you on Herman I I think those guys will end up being in the mix like I don't have the stats in front of me but I think if you probably looked at the bullpen and the amount of arms and the people that were rostered at any given time um you're, there's probably a, a ton of turnover there, especially for the Yankees. It seems like uh, – I know I'm a Yankee fan, so I'm a little bit biased, but it seems like every time they turn to somebody nobody has heard of, they come in and they get the job done. And so I'm confident that they'll have people to fill there. Um, I'm glad you brought up Adam, Adam Warren uh, – or sorry, to close that point out. I think you'll see Herman, you'll see Loisega, you'll see Sessa all at different points. 
And those actually could end up being pieces in some kind of Bumgarner trade too, by the way. Like if those guys come up and they can get consistently get outs again. Um, but anyway, I, I'm glad you brought up Warren because like that is a big thing that I think was missing last year. There's a lot of, I called it, you used to bust my balls, but like I called it the Adam Warren effect. There were a lot of, uh, a lot of games that you would see go different ways because we were missing that that piece, that middle relief where you just had a guy that you could throw out there. Even if you were trailing by three, he'd keep you in the game. Or if you were winning by three, he would keep you up by three or up by two uh, and bridge the gap to get you to be able to close out the game. Um, and without having that piece, you put a lot of stress on your, your back-end relief. I think you'll see Herman. Um, and uh, Loisaga and Sessa in that role at some point in the year, whether or not they can actually uh, they can man it the way that I used to love my boy Adam Warren did, I don't know. That remains to be seen. Yes. Yeah. All right. Give me your overall overall thoughts. Uh, winning the division, you usually give me a we usually give out a little record. I haven't really thought about it. Uh, I think we do. It is helpful, as I mentioned to you the other day. We play the Orioles 19 times before Memorial Day, uh, along with the Tigers, the Royals. Uh, we ha- we do start with a lot of bottom dwellers for the first two months or so, which should be helpful for the you know lack of Didi, lack of Sev, lack of you know Hicks was supposed to be back playing three weeks ago over the weekend. Setback, setback, setback. He's I heard not close. So uh, that should help us out for the first two months. What is your overall? Give me your overall thoughts on a record and division and, you know, going forward, something like that. You think we have enough uh, pedigree and caliber to win a World Series? You think it's going to be division? Or give me give me your record and thoughts. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 102 wins. I think you're going to see a similar season that we saw last year. It'll be a little bit more even keel than up and down, I think. Um, hopefully the injury bug is hitting a little early, and so they'll be healthier on the back half. Um, I think they're going to win the division. Like I said, I, I think they're better than the Boston Red Sox. Um, I don't. I don't. I, I try not to bite on the scheduling stuff that you were talking about. Like uh, you, you could argue that the Baltimore Orioles, as bad as they are and were, are the team that cost us the division last year. I yeah, think the Yankees true. had a 500 or sub 500 record against them, and so it's tough to look at that stuff. But I think over the long haul, this team's going to win 100 games again. Um, I would go 102, let's call it. I'm going to think they're going to win the division. And uh, I think they're going to end up playing the Phillies in the World Series, to be honest with you. All right, Phillies, huh? Okay, that's a surprising pick. You, All right, man. You want, me to, uh, you, want, I, you want me to pick the World Series, too? Go ahead. You can pick it. I don't like the Phillies at all, but I think they're super overrated. After Alan Nola, after Nola, who's who's doing what for them? Are you going to rely on a 4.72 Arietta, uh, Eflin, Zach Eflin? I mean, Jesus, dude. I, I don't know. I just don't know how they're going to pitch their way in there. Um, NL, like you yeah. said, is a, a complete crapshoot, but the Phillies, I don't even think the Phillies are going to win the division, to be honest with you. But I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Braves don't have much pitching either, yeah, despite they, all that youth and great offense they have. They're, I mean, their ace is Julio Teheran, who's really not that great. Um, it's amazing for how much the Dodgers have sold all these guys off, all their talent. I mean, you know, if Kershaw is semi-healthy with Bueller, um, I mean, they, they're still in the running. I don't know. It, it, it's a crapshoot. I, I don't think any of them are in the caliber of either the Yankees, the Red Sox, or the Astros, but... 
I, I'm a little down on the Phillies, and I, I do think Harper brings some type of a cancer. I shouldn't say cancer. That's not a great word. A, a bad a bad dugout, a bad a team morale, uh, just with his antics, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I would pick the – so Yankees-Phillies in the World Series, Yankees will win, um, and I, mostly because of the pitching things that, that you called out. That's, that's what I would go with. I do think the National League is a crapshoot. I think the Phillies will be good enough offensively and will be able to pitch enough to win that division and then get into the playoffs. And, again, I, I just don't see anybody in the National League who's uh, a cut above the rest. I actually think the thing that makes the Phillies my pick is, uh, yeah, sure, Bryce Harper, obviously, um, good player. He's going to put up numbers for you. As far as the, uh, uh, you know, the, the impact that he has on the rest of the organization, like I don't know how deep that's going to go. But I think the better signings are them pulling in Robertson, um, yeah. getting Real Muto behind the plate, and signing McCutcheon in left field. So I think they made a lot of changes that makes that lineup significantly better than it was last year. And they folded in the second half. They kind of fell off a cliff. But they were in the thick of the things all the way up until August. And so they're capable of playing good baseball, and they added a lot of good pieces. Um, yeah, and they got, and they got I'm, Cigarra, I'm, too, I'm to play short over that kid. Yeah, he's a nice I, and player. I'm from Pennsylvania, and, and, yeah, good. And so I know what the fan base is like, and I know how passionate those guys will be about, yeah. um, you know, about how the new season goes. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I would pick the Phillies in the National League. All right, all right, dude. Uh, I, we greatly appreciate you having you on. I'll definitely have you on a lot more as the season progresses. Um, Tell my favorite wife, besides my own of all other wives, tell I said hello and uh, your future uh, MVP starting shortstop for the Yankees. Or actually, he'll probably pay first since he's already like freaking six foot five. But um, tell them all I said hello and I miss them, and uh, we'll definitely talk soon, bud. All right, sounds good, man. Thanks for having me on. Anytime, this is a good time, and uh, you know, you tell yours the same. All right, buddy. I'm sure we'll talk tomorrow. All right, see you, bud. All right, later. All right, that was my uh, cousin Kyle, man. I, I Like I said, I, I plugged him five, six, seven times probably throughout our, our show existence here, and uh, we finally were able to snag him on on his way home from work. So a lot of good insight, as you see. Uh, him and I have a lot of the same opinions, kind of speak a lot of the same way about the Yankees and, and, and our thoughts. Um, he brings a, a lot of good points. Uh, pause that. Yeah, how, how about your thoughts on kind of that little interview and conversation, et cetera? Yeah, he brought up a lot of uh, a lot of good points. A lot of things that we've spoken about as well. Um, I'm definitely in agreement with him about the the bullpen injuries. Um, you know, it's not great to start off the season with the injuries like this, but I guess the the silver lining could be that you know these guys for the first month, month and a half aren't around, and then it may may you know give them have the extra, you know, energy at the end of the season when other guys are kind of wearing down a little bit to, you know, because they had a, a month off, things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I have the same concerns that I think every every Yankee fan does. It's, it's just – it's tough to go into a season with injuries. And like I said to you, when we first started doing this show or maybe even before we started doing this show, that the worst thing that could have happened to the Yankees was them – going to the ALCS in, in two years ago. It just automatically put 
you know, World Series or bust back onto this team, even though the majority of this team is, you know, in their mid-20s, mid to, to late 20s. So still kind of like just hitting their primes where, you know, like this is the year that we really should have been thought of as as first becoming contenders. So there's not as much pressure on, on the team. But now there's just all this enormous pressure because two years ago we completely overachieved and, uh, you know, got to the ALCS and got to game seven and, you know, we're up 3-2 in that series and, you know, probably should have won that series, but neither here nor there. Um, but, yeah, so I, I just think the expectations that are on this team right now, um, you know, they're the betting favorites in Vegas. They're, they have the highest season win total of anybody in the league. It's, you know, it's sort of back to the world we were living in, you know, 15 years ago where it was, you know, the Yankees are the best team in Bay or expected to win the world series every single season. And I, I hope this team can handle it. Um, I think that we, we still might have a few pieces that, that don't necessarily play out as well in the playoffs. Uh, but look, if, if Paxton can pitch the way that he's been pitching in spring training, uh, you know, both of us thought that that was an, an awful deal, but I mean, who knows if he gives us, a few good, really good seasons, especially, like I said, the way that he's been pitching in, in spring training, who knows, maybe uh, Cashman knew something that we didn't, but, um, you know, I'm still, I'm still not as, I mean, listen, I'm excited as hell for tomorrow. I love the beginning of baseball season. Um, you know, I love the Yankees. I, you know, I just love baseball in general. So I know you're in the same boat where, you know, either obviously your, your allegiance is to the Yankees, but, um, you know, just baseball in general being back and, and, you know, having an extra sport to watch on TV, things like that is, um, you know, really, uh, really gets you going. So, um, yeah, look, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really happy it's back, uh, especially with all the other New York teams sucking. So hopefully there's at least one team that we can root for that, uh, that's, that'll be successful. Yeah, uh, no doubt, man. Baseball is my, uh, is my absolute passion as much as love Duke basketball and I'm amped up on the shows for Duke and stuff like that. Um, I played it. I coached it at so many levels, college, AAU, travel, wooden bat league, college prep, all that. And um, man, I just, I just love baseball. And yes, while I do love the Yankees, I could talk to you just as long about the San Diego Padres, maybe with not as much knowledge and stats as I can with the Yankees, but uh, I could go you know, to the bottom team, talk about the Orioles just like I can uh, the Yankees. I just, I just love baseball. I like fancy baseball more than anything else, um, and uh, I just love it. So, all right. So you kind of heard Kyle's preview. I'm not going to give away who I think is going to win the World Series because we're going to do a full baseball preview. Uh, you heard Paz's thoughts, and I'll get Paz's kind of record and just his thoughts of where he thinks the Yankees are going to finish. Uh, for me, really a lot of the same of of what Kyle touched on, and I'm not going to be repetitive. Um, I do have concerns about the rotation still when push comes to shove, as we went through that whole uh, breakdown, like however long ago it was three, four weeks ago about all of the, uh, you know, what you need to be a playoff caliber team, you know, it was like top three in, in, in hitting or top three in pitching, but most of these teams were top five in both categories. And uh, I just don't, I, I don't like that. We don't have a shutdown ace uh, like the Sox do. I don't like uh, like that our kind of cards are being dealt with the likes of James Paxton and 
Loisica or Sessa or Herman, whoever I, I heard that it's going to be right now, it's going to be Herman and, and Loisica. Loisica first up as the four, because you could skip one with the off days and um, Herman as the five when needed going, going forward. Um, Hicks, like exactly like Kyle said, man, when Hicks is hot, he's one of the best players in all of baseball. I mean, that's just the God's honest truth. But when he's cold, he's as bad as it gets. And uh, back injuries are lingering. <clears throat> I'm not as concerned at the bullpen because I do think that when push comes to shove, I actually think Britton is going to be our best bullpen pitcher this season. Um, he His stuff is tops, top, top in the league, top three in the league with the likes of like Andrew Miller when Andrew Miller was in his prime and that's where Britain is. And that's where he was. And I just think that we see that this year, he's got a full year. He admitted that he was thrown at maybe 65% last year. We have him on a full year, healthy. He's stronger. He looks better. His stuff was disgusting in the spring that I, when I, all the games I watched him that he came in on uh, despite yes, not showing a lot of spring training games. Don't know why I'm not going to get into it. It's not worth it, but um, I just, I, I, I just don't see how besides assigning LeMayhew, which Kyle brought up a good point is that maybe Torres shifts to short primarily with LeMayhew at second. Uh, but when Didi comes back, Torres is going back to second LeMayhew's back down there. So we're still down a pure hitter unless, uh, when you have the likes of Hicks up and, uh, no, because then you still have, you still wouldn't have, you still be playing stand at the DH. So I, I just don't, I just, I don't see this team any better than last year. Um, I I loved the a over 97 and a half. This is where they're marked at now. I'm sure it probably maybe went down to half a game or a game or two since the, with the injuries. Uh, I would embed it now just because I don't like I don't have faith in Loisica and, and to get that stuff done. Uh, even though we have such a bad schedule to start the season off, the first I want to say it was 60 games. Uh, like 55 of them are against teams that are projected to be well under 500. Um, that kind of pulls me off from the over 97 or 97 and a half where it was. But um, I think we're around there and I definitely think we're a playoff baseball team. Um, I definitely think we'll be in there. I do agree with Kyle. I do think we're actually better than the Red Sox this year. Uh, I am in agreement with that. Uh, But I think there's somebody else that's standing around that is much better than both the Yankees and the Red Sox. So we'll get on that pause. So I, I will say, I will say that Vegas has the number pinned down, exactly where they'll be they'll be within 97 to 103 ish uh wins wise and i do think they're a playoff baseball team again pause give me your kind of thoughts on a record and and uh, playoffs or bust yeah definitely a playoff team i'm i would actually probably shade the under here with their their wins um, I think that they end up as like a 95 win team. So would that be 95 and 67 uh, is where I put them. But I do think that we will win the division. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to come down to that last weekend of the season, um, you know, where us and Boston sort of neck and neck the whole way. Um, and we'll end up winning the, the division by a game or two. Um, and yes, and then be a playoff team. All right, six five seven three eight three one six nine two. We're gonna we did the Yankees there, Yankees preview. We're gonna do a Mets preview here, uh, and a full 2019 MLB season preview show. Kind of our thoughts on playoffs, uh, division, you know, winners, uh, wild, you know, wild card teams, whatever. Maybe we'll toss in a little MVP Cy Young type of thing, and you know, throw in some over unders if any of them pop out as we're going through some of the teams. Uh, if you want to weigh in on your team. 
anything about this baseball season. Uh, obviously, we're kind of a tri-state, uh, or I keep saying, I always say tri-state, but whatever. We're a New England-based, New York, New Jersey radio station. So, obviously, we got to touch on the Yankees-Mets. You want to weigh on your Yankees or Mets, please uh, call in. Give us your thoughts and opinion. We want to hear what everyone's got to say. Um, all right, going to the Mets. Um, Mets are very interesting to me. Um, I I said for a long, long time, uh, all this offseason, they were in dire need of, of a right-handed power bat. Um, that I thought that was kind of that, where they were lacking a little bit, um, you know, something they needed desperately. Alonzo has absolutely... And if you don't know who Alonzo is, he is a prospect first baseman for the Mets, uh, ranked number one in their organization. And I believe last time I checked, I'm sure they they probably have done an update since uh, final rosters. I think we are actually. I don't think they're due till midnight tonight. But neither here nor there. I'm sure they'll do an update whether today or uh, tomorrow. Uh, you know all the prospect rankings after seeing them in spring. And he was he was at the time last time I checked. I want to say he was 17 of in the entire MLB. So. Very good player, right-handed power bat. Does not look like a baseball player at all, but man, he could hit the shit out of the ball, and um, that's what they needed, and that's very important. Um, they signed Degrom to a, an extension. Um, obvious, huge. You keep a guy, a Mets guy or an organizational guy, however you want to market, whatever team it is in the organization, he'll be a Mets lifer, which is nice and huge. I just the only thing I don't like about it, while Degrom is no doubt about it. Top three, top five at the worst pitcher in all of baseball. Um, I just don't like when people force their hands uh, on something like this. Like it's not the Mets fault that you came up as a shortstop. It's not the Mets fault that you had to get Tommy John surgery from shortstop. And it's not the Mets fault. It's actually a thank you to the Mets that they threw you in the bullpen and said, Hey, just try throwing from the mound. You, there's no way we could use it as shortstop anymore. And you flourish like this and you're 31 when it happens. Like, that's all not the Mets problem. I understand that since you're 31, there's people that are 24 that are in the same spot as you. I get it. I just, it just bothers me when people push people, push teams hands with stuff like this. And like, it's assign me now where I'm not going to pitch this amount of innings. That's my only kind of like whatever about the Grom. I think both people in, as in the Mets and, and the Grom both win the deal and it's a good deal all around, but that just, that's just the one annoying aspect to me on it. Um, with that being said, do they have the best one through four rotation in all of baseball? Yes. Are they ever healthy for more than 30 games in a month together? No. And for me, <coughs> excuse me again, that's what the Mets come down to. Uh, if their rotation can stay healthy, they finally put together a bullpen. They have the best one through four in all of baseball when healthy. And um, they have enough offense now where they could, you know, spark some things up, uh, be semi-successful, and make a run out of division. Uh, we'll get on the whole division as a whole. I, I uh, The Braves, to me, are like the Yankees of two years ago. I think the Phillies are being drastically overhyped, and I think the Nationals are being drastically uh, underrated. And I think this division is up for the taking. And I think it's going to be a real uh, ALE style, beat them down, bring them up, beat them down, bring them up, beat them down type of thing. And um, I, I kind of think that's how it's going to roll for the Mets. Uh, let's let's bring up real quick. I just want to, so, you know, some injuries are ready. Um, you got Jed Lowry is down. Uh, it, uh, he has no timetable yet. I saw he's thrown and hitting. 
So he was supposed to be their starting third baseman. He's out. Uh, Frazier was going to move to first, take over Dominic Smith. He's still batting oblique injury. He's down. So just like the Yankees starting with some early stuff. Uh, I think Conforto is going to be one of the breakout players of the year this year. Uh, and I guess you call it the NL. Uh, you got a combination of Lagaris, Broxton, and Nimmo at center field, um, and and or Lagaris, Broxton, and Nimmo in right field. So whoever they choose to play, it'll probably be Lagaris in center. I'd guess Nimmo in right. Broxton will spell Lagaris. Lagaris and Broxton are the same player. They'll bat nine, whatever. Conforto should be a breakout. You also have McNeil, who's been playing a ton of outfield, um, and which gives them the ability to throw McNeil and left, who I think is going to be an absolute star. I'm so happy I got him in the in our fantasy draft. You could throw him in left, Conforto in right, and then Lagaris and Broxton and kind of use Nimmo to spell because Nimmo hasn't shown all that much. Uh, when Larry comes back, he'll start at third. McNeil will probably start at third now while Larry's out. Rosario start, sort of coming into his own. I don't know what it's going to be. Another year. Cano, very nice piece to have in the middle of your lineup. And as I mentioned, you got Alonzo at, at who they should start at first now over Dominic Smith. And then you got the rotation, the Grom, Syndergaard, Wheeler, and Mats, which is huge when they're healthy. Uh, great. Signed Ramos at catcher, which is going to be huge. And you finally got a bullpen. You got Diaz. You got Familia back, who's better in a setup role. Lugo was awesome last year. Justin Wilson has been very successful over a ton of years, big-time vet and good. Uh, Gazelman was good last year in a, in a middle relief, almost as like an opener type thing. He would come in early, third, fourth inning, and pitch you know three, four innings. I had him in fantasy last year to, to use him like that. They have a nice, uh, a nice depth chart and a nice team. Uh, and I think just from an overall, you know, Met standpoint, I think, um, I think the division is going to be very competitive and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think it's anyone's to lose in there. I think that everybody in the entire division has a shot to win it. And, uh, besides Miami, obviously, and, um, you know, it, you're going to have to pick up your games against Miami uh, and make sure you beat down the worst. And you're going to have to, you know, go on some streets where you take some from your other division foes and make sure you're successful outside the division. But I don't uh, I don't look at this team and say, oh, it's going to be another Mets year. They're down and out. Uh, they're looking up from the bottom or, you know, they're going to be fighting. It, it Again, it to me comes down to health because they certainly have the pitching. Uh, and they have enough offense to be competitive. And a lot of young guys who don't know what this moment is yet, uh, and that could be very successful. Give me what are your thoughts uh, on the Mets, bud? Um, yeah, I mean, you you pretty much hit, hit the nail on the head. Um, it's great that they locked up the Grom. But one thing that I did not realize uh, about him was that he's, he's up there already. He's already 30. Um, I didn't realize that he was, was that old already. I thought he was more like 27, something like that. So, um, you know, this five-year extension now puts him – so he's already under contract for this year, and then it's a five-year extension after this season. Um, so, you know, so he's going to be – I think he turns – I looked it up today. I think he turns 31 in – no, sorry, he turns 30, I think, in August. Um so, you know, so basically mid-season, he's turning 30. So that means the last year of that deal when they're paying him, whatever it is, um, they are – he'll be 36. So, I mean, look, we know what what long pitcher contracts usually are, but he certainly deserves it. And if he gives the Mets, I don't know, two or three more years like they were last year or even – you know, last year was obviously one of the better seasons in MLB history. So – you can't expect him to duplicate that, but just in terms of 
you know, being an ace, being a top five pitcher in all of baseball for the next two or three seasons, I think the Mets will will absolutely take that, and they'll, um, you know, they'll they'll think that it was a, a good deal for them, and and obviously uh, Degrom thinks it's a good deal for him as well. Um, it's funny with that contract. We, I was actually looking it up today with one of my coworkers, and it it actually has he's getting like fifty million dollars of deferred money or something. So it's basically like a another uh, Bobby Bonilla situation. So I think after it said something like after the 15th year of the contract, after the contract is signed, so this being 2019, so starting in 2034, he's going to be getting paid every season or every year on July 15th. I forget exactly what the amount of money is, but um, – you know, it's about $50 million of deferred money that, that they're paying him. So, um, you know, so the Mets are going to be paying him for maybe the next uh, 30 years or so. But, uh, you know, that's that's sort of a Mets thing to do. If uh, if, if you ever hear about it or, or see something like that, it's, uh, you know, you immediately sort of gravitate towards uh, a few different franchises that will pull that off, and uh, the Mets are certainly one of them. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, I mean, I think their lineup is going to be – be pretty good. Um, I really like the signing of Wilson Ramos. Um, I think he fits that team great. And I, you know, I love the fact that, um, you know, the, the GM was sort of, you know, talking about making a, a monster splash. And then, you know, especially with the real Muto and then throwing around Syndergaard's name and things like that. And then, and then sort of back down and, uh, you know, went and signed Ramos, who's just a nice, solid player. Um, they got him on a, on a very nice, you know, team-friendly deal. I think he's going to add a lot to that lineup. Um, and, yeah, I think ultimately they're, they're going to need Conforto to, to be the player that they've sort of been building him up to be for the last couple seasons. Um, I'm sure Nimmo is going have to have to play well. Um, you know, same thing in, with Ligaris. Um, Rosario at shortstop, I mean, I know he's got a great glove, but his bat isn't all that much. So, I mean, they're, you know, they're going to have to rely on a few different players to sort of drive their, their power numbers. And then they're just going to have to have these other guys fill in and, you know, with singles, doubles, things like that to, and get, have the bigger names uh, drive them in. So I think the Mets are an enigma. I think they could be, they could win the division or they could they, like their range of wins this year, I think is anything from like maybe a bottom floor of about 70 just because of their pitching and their rotation which yes uh, is never going to be fully healthy because that's just kind of the way that things go for the Mets but I think their ceiling is absolutely a, a 90 to 92 win team I think they can absolutely win this division um, I don't know why everyone is so down on them I know the Phillies are getting a ton of hype. I get it, but I am the same with you. I kind of disagree with your your cousin. I think the I do not think the Phillies make the playoffs next year um, or this season. Sorry, uh, I think the the division absolutely goes through the Nationals, and I think the I also think the the Braves are going to underachieve. I think this is the Mets and the Nationals coming down to it. At, you know, in September, I think they're going to be fighting it out. I really do. I don't know why I feel that way, but I just have a weird feeling that the Mets are going to completely overachieve this year and, um, and, and you know, be in the fight for the division until the end of the season. I really do. And I would not be surprised if they, if they don't win the division, if they're, if they're grabbing one of those wild cards, because let's face it, the, the NL West 
is is really bad outside of the Dodgers. Um, uh, you know, I, I can't see the Padres making a real run at it. Um, obviously, then you have uh, – I don't know how far you want me to go into this, but if you want me to keep going. But um, the I don't think the, the Diamondbacks are going to do much this year. I don't yeah, don't, think... don't go crazy yet. Don't go crazy. Okay. Just try, yeah, try, so try, I, try to look, just stick to the I'm just going to say, Mets, I, yeah. think, I think the Mets – I think the Mets are a. I think the Mets are a playoff team this season as well. I really do. Okay. And I would take the over on their win total in Vegas. I think it's at like eighty-four or something like that. Eighty-three. I think it's eighty-four, eighty-three or eighty-four. I would take the over there. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break. I thought we get some more calls from just friends and family on the Mets and the Yanks, but. Uh, let's take a quick break because uh, the the full you know divisional preview is going to take a little bit of time. So let's take a quick break, water up, and uh, we're going to get right back into this. So uh, we're doing a do a full division preview following here. If you have anything on any of your teams or thoughts, questions, opinions, six five seven three eight three one six nine two. Quick break, uncut sports talk featuring Rhino and friends.
and uh, you know, dreams come true, man, and, and, and hard work pays off. But most of all, I want to thank my team. All right, back on Uncut Sports Talk featuring Rhino and Friends. Uh, let's start right up. Let's go AL East. Um, first, Boston. Uh, ben Attendian left, Jackie Bradley Jr. in center, Betts in right, Devers at third, Bogarts at short, Holt at second, and with Nooney. Moreland at first, rotation. Sale, Price, Porcello, Avaldi, Aguado Rodriguez. There's still nobody, and I mean nobody. In the bullpen. Um, I think Devers is going to have a very good year this year. I also think Ben Attendee is going to get better. Jackie Bradley, I think, is going to come down to life a little bit. Betts, off an MVP year, great player, but uh, also think he's going to come down slightly to life. Uh, J.D. Martinez at DH obviously can't leave him out also. Uh, Bogarts, you know, will continue to be a defensive specialist. Uh, rotation is okay. Uh, sale is great. Elite ace will probably start 20 again or 25 and sit for a good amount to keep him fresh. Price had a, a very good year last year uh, after what everyone kind of pinned as him as his do or die year just off of previous performances. Porcella, eh. Avaldi, uh, does he really repeat what he did last year? He came back looking like he was like this Cy Young pitcher off of a uh, ridiculous Tommy John plus nerve impingement uh, situation. Aguado Rodriguez, eh. Catcher, Christian Vasquez, eh. Um, I think they take second in the AL East uh, behind the Yanks. Uh, I think the Yanks win this division. Um, Yankees, let's see, we'll just do it real quick. They got Hicks. Uh, in center, he'll be out. So Gardner will be manning that right now. Stanton in left, also at DH. Judge in right. Andahar at third. Tolowitzki at short until Didi comes back. Torres at second. Greg Bird and Luke Voigt at first. Rotation, Tanaka, Paxton, Hap, Severino, Sabathia. Spelled by Herman Loisica while Seb is out. Sanchez at catcher. Uh, Voigt. Stanton, LeMayu, uh, DH, Bullpen, Chapman, Britton, Adovino, Green, Holder, Canely, Tarpley, Sessa, Batances. Uh, I just think that roster up and down is better than the Red Sox. Stanton look, looked awful in left field. I don't know how that happens when you play in the NL for majority of well, actually all your career besides one season. Uh, Gardner is just aging. Probably will have another year like he had last year. Judge is one of the Pewers hitters in all of baseball should be very good again. Andahar continue to get better is going to be exactly like Beltre. I'm telling you, I've been saying it while he was in single A. Uh, Tulewinski, I think he's going to be a little bit better than Kyle thinks, but I did read a lot that people were saying about how slow his bat was. Uh, his home runs this year went to right field, and it was a concern from people that he wouldn't be able to catch up to the pitchers that are actually like elite uh, and not, you know, some of the kind of scrubs. And even when he, he was catching up the scrubs, everything was to right. That is a little bit concerning. I can see what Kyle is saying there. I don't know if that's something Kyle saw. I, I, I didn't hear exactly what he said, but either whether he saw that in the spring training games or he also read the same article I did. Uh, either way, that is definitely a concern that I kind of forgot about. Uh, if that does happen, Torres slides over to short full-time. I would worry about Torres' defense over a little bit. He did look really sloppy at shortstop compared to second. 
However, then you have LeMahieu there, who I would like to have in the lineup every single day instead of this this two-game-a-week spell nonsense. I do think that roster is better. Uh, Toronto. Toronto's very interesting. They would be a team that I would possibly look at for an over. They're at 74. Like So the reason I say that is so like the lineup, not great. Tuscar Hernandez, left field, bad. Kevin Pillar, elite defender, not a good hitter in center. Randall Gritchick and right, no thanks. Brandon Jury, third, no thanks. Galvis at short, no thanks. Lourdes Goriel Jr., I'll touch on this in a second. Very good young player. Justin Smoke at first, eh, formidable. I'll take it. Kendry Morales at DH, way past his prime. Rotation, Stroman, is he going to be healthy this year? Shoemaker, no thanks. Annabelle Sanchez, is he going to be healthy this year? Thornton and Clayton Ricard, like awful. Bullpen, Giles, Tepera. Begani, Messiah, like, no, no, no. But this is what I will say. At some point in the season, you're going to see Vladimir Guerrero Jr., although I heard he, he's battling a potential serious injury. I'll have to look more up on that. I heard that on the way home this morning. Forgot to look into it. If that's true, that's that changes my kind of outlook here a little bit. Along with Bo Bichette Jr., and along with uh, – there's one more that they have. Oh, Goriel. So those three guys, all very young, all were uh, top 20 prospects. Bichette, before the update, is currently 11. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is 1. And Guriel isn't considered a prospect anymore. He was top 10 last year. So you have three top 20 prospects. Something that I've noticed over a long period of time in baseball, when these top prospects like first get up there, the elite ones, they're usually like impossible to get out and they go in these crazy tears. And then when people start to kind of figure them out a little bit more, they come down to life a little bit. But if Toronto brings them up, I'm speaking more from a perspective of a, you know, over 74 wins, Stroman stays healthy, Sanchez stays healthy. They're going to be, they're always tough to play in Toronto and they will, they will mess with the division a little bit. And I just, I think that 74 is a little low. If those guys are all healthy again, I got to look at Vlad Guerrero Jr. And look it up. Uh, I don't think they have any shot at winning the division, but that total number is a little low for me. Um, and then the Rays, um, left field, Tommy Pham, interesting player, always crying in the clubhouse, though. Kevin Kiermeyer, another guy that's one of the best center fielders defensively in all of baseball, can't really catch. They have Austin Meadows for the first year after that trade for a full season. Uh, was projected as one of the top 15 prospects in all of baseball. Uh, Chris touched on him a little bit. Didn't do all that much with the Pirates that he wasn't so upset with the Archer thing. Uh, Yanni Diaz at third. No. Willie Adams, another young guy, possibly coming into his own. Uh, Robertson, another young guy, supposed to be coming to his own. Joey Wendell, another young guy, supposed to be coming to his own. J.A. Choi, nah. Uh, and uh, so Robertson will probably play third, actually. Diaz will play first with Choi. Uh, and then Zanino at catcher, no thanks. Rotation is Snell, Morton, and Glass now, which is not so bad. Glass now had an awful year last year. He's having another awful spring. So really you have Snell, Morton, and a bunch of openers. Um, don't think they have a shot to division, but another team that will be ultra competitive like they were last year. They were a thorn in a lot of people's asses, Made on, went on a crazy second half of the year. Ron and I, I see the Rays at the, in the same spot this year. 84 and a half, nah. That's tough. Um, you know, they went on that. I, I want to say it was like 28 and something, 28 and 10, 20 and 11 to finish the season last year with 90 wins. And um, I, I don't know. Um, I think they will be more like a 500 team. I just, I need to see more of this opener thing before whatever. So for me, 
I'll go Yankees and Red Sox in a very close race. I'll take the Yankees. I think they're slightly better. Uh, I think Toronto is better than their number if those young guys come up. And the Rays should play right around, I think, the 500 mark. I don't think you see what they are last year. I don't – what's what's there? I had them up. I'll have to see what their win total is. But uh, that's my thoughts there. Pause. Give me your AL East uh, thoughts. Uh, yeah, I so I think, as I said, I think the Yankees and the Red Sox are going to be fighting out, fighting it out uh, until September. I think that's a really close race, and I do think the Yankees will pull it, end up pulling it out. But you know, if they if they're not able to, they're absolutely still a playoff team. But I do think that, like I said, I think the Yankees end up winning the division. Um, as far as Toronto goes. I'm sort of intrigued by them as well. I think they'll be a a solid team. I think that they're going to finish third in this division. I don't think the Rays are going to be able to sustain what they did last season at all. Um, I think that was a, a total aberration. I think they I think they're a sub 500 team this year. I really do. Um, and then the Orioles are just yeah, they're just in total rebuild mode and. They don't yeah, I forgot to even mention them. Yeah. Really, so they're not even worth yeah, venturing. I mean, so I, I forgot. That's yeah. my apologies, but there's not really much to say. Yeah. Um, so I would go over with the over with the Blue Jays, under with the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. All right, and just we'll just do it real quick. For the Orioles, Mancini in left field, no. Mullins in center, bad. Ricard in right, no thanks. R. Nunez, don't even know who that is. R. Martin at short, don't even know who that is. Villar at second, no thanks. Chris Davis, God, no. And uh, catcher is Pablo Severino, uh, no clue. Uh, rotation, Bundy, Kashner, Hess, and M. Mort Wright. I don't even know who two of them are. So uh, they're going to be awful. Uh, I saw at when Vegas first came out, they had the lowest win total in MLB history. Uh, looks like it moved up to 58. <clears throat> I think they opened at 55, and that was the lowest in MLB history. So uh, Orioles are projected to be the worst team in baseball this year. And, uh, I mean, looking at that depth chart, there's really not much more to say than that. Uh, pause. Can you just put on, like, a notepad or something, what we have here, so when we get to the playoff thing, we're not, like, scrambling again? So Yankees for both of us, I believe. Um, yeah, absolutely. All right. To the AL Central, uh, I, I, I'm not going to take much time here as I did on the AL East. Uh, look, this is this is like the this is like the uh, what would it be in the NFL NFC? No, not the NFC East. AFC East, where this is like the Patriots. Uh, Cleveland, if Cleveland doesn't win this division, uh, they should be embarrassed. Honestly, um, the White Sox. Let's see here. I'll just go through real quick. White Sox projected 72-5. Tigers 68. Royals 69 and the Twins are at 84. So in their entire division, they have two teams that are projected to uh, have over a 500 record, uh, which includes themselves. And the remaining three teams are all projected to be under 500. So it, which includes, uh, let's see, the Marlins are at 63. So they have the third and fourth worst projected teams in all of baseball in their division. So they should uh, uh, really run away with this. I saw Jose Ramirez. They thought maybe that it was really did bad to the point of a torn ACL. It looks like he avoided that, still got stretched off the field. That will be a little bit interesting because they kind of run with him. But, I mean, even if he's out for a extended period of time, 
uh, I mean, it's tough to, to say anything. I uh, Let's see. So for Cleveland, they got Jake Bowers in left field, who should be interesting this year. Uh, Leonis Martin coming off that crazy hospitalization, almost ended his career, is back. Nice, very nice uh, center fielder. Tyler Nyquin in right field. Never has been for me, but he's formidable. Jose Ramirez at third. Uh, Stamets at shortstop. Don't know much about him. I'll have to go into him. Brad Miller at second. Uh, Carlos Santana at first. Rotation: Kluber, Barrow, Carrasco, Clevenger, and Bieber. Actually, now looking at that, that those five are actually better than the Mets rotation. So that might be the best rotation base right there. Bieber is an absolute beast. He's going to be a huge, great prospect. Clevenger is very good. Carrasco is very good. Bauer coming off his best season. He's only going to get better. Kluber maybe coming down a little bit just with age, but he's still very good. They're actually their offensive lineup is really unimpressive, uh, but still uh, should cakewalk through the AL Central. Uh, I'll just kind of rip through, you know, just so people know what's kind of going on with White Sox. Um, <clears throat> White Sox have Eli Jimenez and, and left uh, young prospect. They're all looking forward to Garcia in center. Don't know who that is. Po- uh, Pollock in right. He's never been good. Juan Manchado has not lived up to uh, his billing at all or even close. They paid a ton for him. Tim Anderson's not a very good shortstop. Uh Sanchez, another guy who has not lived up to his uh, billing at all either. Jose Abreu is always very good there. Nice staple at first base. And Alonzo has been a very good DH for an extended period of time. Cannot hit lefties, though, at all. So uh, he'll have to be spelled by somebody else when lefties are in. Rotation is Rondon. Lopez, who's been who is awful, uh, got so lucky last year. I, I don't even think he was drafted in our fantasy league because of how uh, his luck number Giolato has not lived up to his billing at all, and they got even uh, Von Nova, who to me is kind of like Jay Happel, keep him in games. Uh, their bullpen is not very good at all. They missed out on on Harper and Machado, who they both wanted, and uh, it, things are just not looking brighter for the White Sox. Uh, for the Tigers, let's see, they got uh, Stewart in left field, Matok in center, Castellanos in right, and so they have one good outfielder. Castellanos is good. Ken Delaro is a nice little player. Jordy Mercer is a defensive specialist. Had a good bat last year, but uh, okay. Josh Harrison, second base. That will be a nice upgrade for him. He's a nice little player. Loves playing with Mercer also, so the two of them should be a nice little staple during double plays and as a middle infield. And Nick Goodrum at first. No thanks. Uh, Cabrera is going to DH this year. Rotation Zimmerman, Boyd, Matt Moore, Ross, Turnbull. Uh, a lot of guys there that were big-time hopefuls for all different teams that have really done nothing. Uh, Yankees old guy. Green is the closer. Jimenez setup man. Uh, also not a very good lineup at all. It's uh, better better to me than the White Sox. Let's see. What was their number? Tigers are 68. Mm. The rotation stinks, but that's that's interesting. Uh, Royals, the projected third worst team in all of baseball this year. Uh, Alex Gordon in left field, good player. Hamilton in center has not lived up to his billing, has been getting on base less, which leads to less stolen bases. A lot of teams don't want to play that way anymore also. Solaire in right. Uh, Hunter Dozier at third, not Brian. Mondesi at shortstop, a young guy supposed to be coming to his own, had a very good ending to last year when called up. Merrifield, a very, very good second baseman, staple hitter. Uh, Ryan O'Haran, who they have high ups for at first. Rotation is atrocious, and this is where they'll get bit. Danny Duffy, terrible. Keller, bad. Junis, awful. Lopez and Barlow, never even heard of them. So Maldonado at catcher, who's actually been a nice formidable piece. Um, 
another good offense, just no pitching. I guess they, they just feel like everyone's going to beat up on these, these teams pitching. The Twins, uh, I mean, I guess they have an outside shot if, if, you know, the likes of maybe, you know, a couple guys from the Indians rotation go down. Rosario, left field, very good. Buxton hasn't really lived up to what his hype was, but he's still a good center fielder. Kepler and right. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez at third base. That's a nice addition. Polanco coming off PEDs had a very good second half last year. We'll see what he does on a full season. Jonathan Scope has always been a very nice player, a Yankee killer when he was at the Orioles. That that's a nice that's a nice player. CJ Crona first player. Rotation Barrios, Gibson, Pineda, Odorizzi haven't named a fifth. That's actually a pretty good team right there. Uh what are they at? Eighty four? Interesting. This division's tough. Um, I actually think Minnesota might be able to give Cleveland a little bit of run, but I still give Cleveland the edge here. Pause. Thoughts on the AL Central? Yeah, the AL Central has to be the worst division in baseball, right? Um, the the Tigers and the Royals are probably the outside of – I think you have the Marlins, the – the Orioles, the Royals, and the Tigers, and there's your four worst teams in baseball. I really think that. Um, and the Indians are the, benef- uh, the benefactors of that. They get to play two of the worst teams in baseball 18 times each and, uh, you know, sort of beat up on them and, and pad stats and pad records. And, yeah, I, I think this division is just – it's the same thing that you said. It runs through Cleveland just because of the ease of schedule. They're good rotation. Um, you know, their lineup isn't all that great, but they're going to win that division. No question. Um, I do think the, the twins will be in, in that fight for the second wild card. Um, though I don't think that they will be able to stick with, um, you know, in that one game playoff, I know anything can happen and they can throw, uh, you know, they could throw Berrios at, at, at you and, you know, and sort of give you a run for your money. But I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think they really will have much to say on the, the postseason front. Um, yeah. I mean, you kind of hit all the, the points on the head. I just, I think the, um, the Tigers and the, Royals will both be under. I think the White Sox will probably be under. I would be over probably with both the Indians and the and the Twins just because of the fact that they get to play scrubs for, you know, 40 games of the season. Yeah, that's like an, a variant because, I mean, the Twins have a formidable, I think 84 is a bit much, but, like, the Royals and Tigers are uh, – no, the Royals and the White Sox – no, Royals and Tigers have some hitters. They just have no pitching. So, like, I don't know. It'll be interesting because the regular season is a lot like hitting or is the playoffs. So, I don't know. Interesting. Nothing nothing sticks out to me except just the lineups. I just – seems a little light. But, I mean, if you can't pitch to stay in any games, you could hit for 13 and get beat 15-13. Anyway. A-L-E-A-L West, uh, this to me is going to be the division that's separated by the most games. Uh, and that's no shade on, uh, uh, like the A's or the angels. I just, I mean, this Houston, uh, here, here, I'll get Michael Brantley, one of the top 20 baseball players in all of baseball when he stays healthy. That's just what this problem is. He's always hurt. He's always on the DL, but like what a huge addition sits next to George Springer. Who's a top center fielder. And then, uh, Reddick, 
and Tony Kemp. I love Kemp. Uh, I think he actually will finally take re- over Reddick. Uh, both are formidable right fielders, though, and Tony Kemp's very good. Got Bregman at third, a top five, five thir- third baseman. Yeah, Correa at short, a top five shortstop. Altuve at second, a top three second baseman. And Goriel coming into his own with Tyler White, who had a monster year last year. Uh, and then you have Tyler White, DH, and Goriel, DH. And so you have those two guys splitting at first in DH. Uh, and then you got Cherios at catcher. Uh, is So you're going to tell me that Houston's not a good team because they're catcher. Uh, you have Azuno closing with Presley, Rondon, Davinsky, Will Harris, uh, James, uh, Valdez, a lefty. I mean, uh, rotation. Verlander, Cold, Miley, Peacock, and McHugh. And I'm telling you right now, let me, I just got to look them up one more time. I, I'm. That's right. It is Whitley. They got a kid named Forrest Whitley. This kid is going to be an elite star and if they had Houston at one inch of IQ, I'm telling you, and this is probably what they're going to do, so I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know, whatever. Oh, by the way, they also have Kyla Tucker, who's a top 10 uh, uh, prospect that they're also waiting to bring up, who could just take Reddick and Kemp and sit them both down or put one of them at, at DH, uh, who's also an elite star. So then he comes up. Then you have him in right field now. And... But on back to the Whitley kid. This Whitley kid, if they, if the Astros watch anything last year from what the Dodgers did with Bueller and let Walker throw four or five innings through the regular season because they had it locked up and the Houston has the division just like they, they the Dodgers did last year. They cakewalk through the season with the kid and then let him fucking unleash his guns in the playoffs. They did it with Walker last year. It was monster. Forrest Whitley's the same exact pitcher. He's going to be just as elite, and Houston should do the same thing. And then you get into the playoffs, and you have Verlander, who's a gamer, with Garrett Cole, with Forrest Whitley, and you don't even have to send Miley Peacock or McHugh out there at all because you could throw those three guys and call it a call it a night. Or you throw Peacock or Miley in as openers, whatever. You really only need to throw three if if you wanted to. The Yankees almost did it last year. So, um. Look, this team is just is ridiculous. And again, that's no shade. There's some teams in this division that are good. So we'll get the net. We'll get to the athletics. Uh, athletics is uh, Robbie Grossman. No thanks. Liriano, great defender, can't hit. Piscotti, okay. Morales, uh, after his prime, jokes and peripheral hasn't lived up to anything in Texas. Gets a new landing spot. Semyon, eh. Chapman, third base, very great defender. Decent hitter, good hitter, I should say. Fagley stinks at catcher, rotation. Friars, Estrado, Anderson, Montas, Brooks. Doesn't really do anything for you. Uh, they do a lot of the opener shit, too. Tayer, Antrovino, Soria, Pettit, Rodney, Booker, Hendricks. Very good uh, bullpen, and they'll do a lot of the opener stuff, too. Um, but that's nowhere near Houston. That's, that's for sure. Uh, you have the Angels, who, uh, I don't know, like, Good job for Trout getting that money. He wants to stay in L.A. fine, but I would have tried and gone to a winner. Left field, Upton, hurt already, always hurt. Trout, Calhoun, nice lefty, always just super hot and cold. Justin Bohr at first base could be huge. Fletcher at second, no thanks. Uh, Simmons at shortstop had a huge year last year. It, I feel like every year it's either he's great or stinks. Cozart at third, nice player. Jonathan Lucre at catcher, nice player. That's a good lineup. Rotation, Skaggs. Heaney, always hurt, hurt already. Harvey, who knows? Trevor Cahill, no thanks. Tropina, Pina, and Peters and Stratton are all competing for the fifth spot. So rotation stinks. Offense, good. Uh, Nowhere near Houston, uh, that's for sure. Uh, You got the Mariners out there also. 
Let's see. Mariners. Left field. Santana, never heard of him. Malik Smith, okay player. Young, Hanniger, very good offensive player. Good right fielder. Healy, no thanks. Beckham, no. D. Gordon, definitely no. And Carcione will help out the team. Tougher place to hit. We'll be interested to see what he does also on the back end. Jay Bruce, the Hin, nice, also tougher place to hit. But, I mean, he hit in uh, city, city field before. Navarez, bad catcher rotation. Marco Gonzalez, very nice. They have the Japanese guy, we'll see. Mike Leak, not for me. LeBlanc, no. Felix Hernandez, passed, way past his prime, has had two awful seasons in a row. So, another, again, this team is formidable in a different division, uh, probably competitive. Uh, and then you have Texas, who's going to be one of the worst teams uh, uh, this year. They're that bottom five. Joey Gallo, hitter, can't play for the field. Delano DeShields, no. Mazzaro, everybody's waiting for him to break out. Maybe this is the year. He keeps getting better. We'll see. Estrubal Cabrera, nice piece past his prime. Andrews, very good shortstop. Odor has not lived up anything to the bill that they're hoping for. Uh, Guzman at first, no. Rotation, minor, awful. Volquez, awful. Lance Lynn, no. Drew Smiley, no. Shelby Miller, awful. Jeff Mathis at catcher. So, um, I, I just I think the separation between these the Houston and everybody else is just going to be massive. And uh, like I said, there's a lot of decent lineups there, but for me, it's just the difference in 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 the Houston and everybody else is is monstrous, monstrous. Pause. The difference between Houston and the rest of that division, yes, is is very large. Um, I don't see any of those other teams behind them making a run for uh, making a run for the wild card. I think, like I said, I think it's going to be the loser of the Yankees Red Sox, uh, you know, division and probably the twins. I, I think the, the AL playoffs kind of, um, you know, I, I think they kind of are set, right now and I don't think there's really going to be much change with them. I I really think that the five teams that are best in the American League are going to be the five best teams in the American League and you know they I don't I don't think there's going to be that much drama with the the AL except for the AL East race just to see who wins the division and who who ends up playing that one game wild card and then probably ends up getting stuck with the with the Astros in the first round unfortunately but um yeah I I don't really have much to add I mean the the that division is pretty bad just overall nothing there's no really stand out um you know like second tier team there everyone is it's just the Astros who are far better than everybody else and then everybody else so I, you know, I don't think that, um, you know, we really have to talk much more about the, the AL West. All right. So for us in the AL, um, we have, we're all in the same three, right? So for me, I'm going to go. Yeah, we are. Yes. So, okay. So we already have our division winners, Paz and I, both on the Yankees, both on uh, the Astros and both on the Indians. So I'll go for my two wild card teams. I don't like the Angels at all. I I don't really like the A's. I'll go Twins. And uh, 
man. I'm gonna go twins. Oh yeah, that's right. I, that's the, yeah. I was like, dude, I was like searching here. I'm like, shit. Am I gonna have to like take a dark horse? <laughs> yeah, I'll go twin. I'll go yeah, twins and socks. Yeah, that that. Thank you. I'm so glad you helped me out with that because I would have been sitting on this for like the last 15 minutes trying <laughs> to figure it out. Yeah. So twins and Red Sox. So just mark that down and and we'll kind of get we'll get back to that. So yeah, so that's for me. Who uh who are your two wild cards? Yeah, same thing. I think the like I just said the the five best teams in the AL are the Yanks, Indians, Astros, Twins, and Red Sox and that's the way that they will finish um, in, you know, playoff picture. And we have the same division winners. And then obviously then twins and Red Sox, both in the uh, AL playoff game or AL All right, playing perfect. game. All right, cool. All right. Uh, to the NL. So we discussed the Mets already. Um, I think this is going to be the most competitive uh, division. I think it's uh, by far. Uh, and I'm actually – I'm I'm down on the Phillies. I I'm sorry. I cannot get past. I know the Yankees. You could say the Yankees did it last year. However, the Yankees had Severino. Uh, uh, can anybody argue with me that Severino, Sabathia, J. A. Happ, Tanaka, uh, Montgomery, and then throw in you know whoever Gray and whatever is not a better starting rotation than. Aaron Nola, so cross out Nolan Severino. So let's go Arietta, Pivita, Eflin, and Vince Velasquez. Uh, Tanaka smokes Arietta, Pivita, Eflin, and Vasquez. Sabathia is better than Arietta, Pivita, Eflin, and Vasquez. Uh, and Tanaka, and uh, who was the other one? Uh, Sabathia, who's our four? Or Hap. Montgomery? Or, yeah, Hap. Uh, Hap's better. Hap and Arietta are probably the same, but he's better than Pivita, Eflin, and Vasquez. So. Uh, and then I'm sorry, I just don't think McCutcheon, Herrera, Harper, Franco, Segarra, Hernandez, Hoskins, and Real Muto is better than the Yankees lineup. And I just I think this can be ultra competitive. And I'm uh, uh, your closer is David Robertson. Great, he's down. You, then you got Dominguez, and then what? I mean, everyone's seen Nishak now. I mean, I don't. They're just not for me. Uh, I just gave you their depth chart too. So there you go with that. I think they're not going to be as good as people think they are. McCutcheon back end of his career really did not do much with the Yankees last year. Segarra's a nice player. Hernandez, not all that great. Franco is okay. Herrera is okay. Hoskins, very good. Romito, very good. So really it's, uh, you're the new additions against whoever, uh, not for me. I don't love the, the Braves have like a very sneaky and good lineup. Uh, also will be very competitive. Like I said, like if some of these teams are in other divisions, whatever, like Aquina Jr., very good. And Carciet, very good. Marquecas, uh had an elite year last year, had to be on juice. Donaldson at third, if he stays healthy, huge. Swanson hasn't lived up to his billing, but uh, he's got to be due, right? Albies at second, very good. Freeman at first, one of the best. Rotation, Fulte, awesome, although I saw he's hurt. Newcomb, no. Gossman, no. Tehran, no. Tucson, no. So it's like the same thing. And then the Phillies have a better lineup than then. So if you don't like the Phillies, you have to say the Phillies have a better lineup and a better rotation. So that leads me to the Phillies are better than the Braves. Um, we already went over the Mets. Then you get down to the Marlins. I mean, I'll go through their lineup for you just real quickly, but they're the second worst team in baseball. Granderson is a starter. Brinson, some guy, O'Brien, never heard of him. Brian Anderson, they're waiting for this guy to be something. Hasn't done much. JT Riddle, no. Starlin Castro, no. Neil Walker's are starting for his baseman. 
uh, rotation is Urena, who really hasn't done anything. Uh, Richards, Alcantara, Smith, and Paco Lopez. I thought he was a jockey at Mammoth, but eh, teach their own. Uh, They're going to be really bad. They're going to be worse than the Orioles, dude. I don't know how that projection is different. Uh, what is what is what is this actually? Marlins sixty three. I wish that was like just a tad bit higher. Um, and then this is who I think is going to take it. I think the Nationals are actually going to take it. Juan Soto uh, ranked the number one prospect for the last two seasons, starting and left this year. Victor Robles has been was ranked number top three prospect for three years prior. Back now, finally starting. Adam Meaton, very nice player when healthy. Rendon, very good third baseman, top five. Trey Turner, top five shortstop. Brian Dozier, top five second baseman. Ryan Zimmerman, maybe some of that you look to replace later on if you're in this run. Matt Adams, eh, whatever. Rotation, Scherzer, Stroudsburg, Corbin, Sanchez, Heckelson. Very, very, very good rotation. Jan Gomes, they got from Cleveland. I've been saying for years this guy needed to be starting every day for Cleveland. They would never do it. And... They got Kirk Suzuki to back it if Gomes pans out not to be an everyday player. I think the Nationals take this division. I know that's a sleeper team, I guess, and people think the loss of Harper and whatever is going to be a problem. Uh, I think the Nationals, for me, uh, I like them to win the NL East. Uh, but I do think this will be the most competitive division, and, and it might be something where you take all unders here because, you know, they're going to beat each other up. Pause on the NL East. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be very competitive. I, like you, am also down on the, the Phillies. Um, the division absolutely still goes through the Nationals, but like I said, I just have a weird feeling that the Mets are going to, they're going to overachieve a little bit this year, and their team, they're really going to come together, and uh, I, I think they're going to win the division. I, I don't know why. I'm by no means a um you know a Met fan in any way. I mean I'm I'm not one of those Yankee fans that that hates the Mets and never wants to root for them and whatever. I I could really care less about them because we don't play them. We're always better than them and if we play them in the World Series, we're going to beat them anyway. So what do I care if they play well and are good? I I don't care at all. I I root for them. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're going to win the division this year. I just think there's something there that will keep them healthy all season. And who knows, maybe they end up getting getting Cespedes back in, in August or something for the, the playoff run, though I don't think he'll come back. But, you know, there, there's still that possibility that they're hanging on to. And, uh, you know, he could be a, a very big addition, like sort of uh, one of those additions that are – it's kind of like a, a trade deadline deal or whatever, but it's just a guy that is on your team and is coming back, you know, coming back from injury. So we'll see what happens, but I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb. I will take the Mets to, to win the AL East, and uh, I would take the over on their win total – I'd probably take the over on – I don't know what's the – do you have the Nationals win total right in front of you? Yeah, Nationals are 89. And what are the Mets? 85. Yeah, I'm definitely over on the Mets. Um, I would probably be – 89 is a lot. I kind of feel like they're both at that 
the Mets and the Nationals both hit like that 90 win mark, and that's where they are. The Phillies you know? are at 89. So the too. Try- yeah, I would definitely play the under on the Phillies. Um, I would probably play the Braves under at 86. The, yeah, they basically Braves have this whole division well. besides the Marlins over 85, 85, 86, 89, yeah, I, 89. Yeah, I think the Braves are a sub 500 team, and I think the Phillies are like an 83 win team. I think the Mets and Nationals both win about 90. Um, so I would stay away from the Nationals line. I think that's kind of exactly right. Um, but I do think there's a little bit of value on the Mets over 85 there. And I think they get to 90 and win the division. All right. I can see that. That's uh, not a bad pick at all. All right. To the NL Central. Um, let's see. Brewers, uh, Braun and left, Kane in center, Yelich in right, Shaw, you know, Yelich, Braun, both very good. Kane, formidable. Uh, Shaw at third, RC at short, Mustakis is going to start at second. I saw that report like two weeks ago. It's interesting. Uh, Aguilar at first, rotation. This is where they get hurt. Chassin, Peralta, Woodruff, Burns, and Zach Davies, catcher, Grandal. Uh, very nice offense. Um, questionable rotation at best. They do a lot of the opener thing too. This division will also be pretty competitive. Cardinals. Left field, Azuna. Good. Center fielder, batter. Need to read up more on him. Right field, Fowler. Not for me. Third baseman's Carpenter, one of the most underrated players in all of baseball. Shortstop, DeJong, another a very underrated shortstop. Second base, Colton Wong, never healthy. So backups are Munez right now. First base, Goldsmith, huge addition. One of the top three first basins all of baseball. Rotation, uh, Miles coming off a career year. Flaherty, Daniel Hudson, Waka, Wainwright, catcher, the staple, Molina. Um, okay lineup. Eh, I would say better than okay because I called some of these other teams okay. This is a good lineup. Um, decent rotation. I can't see Miles repeat. Maybe he has another good year, but last year was like he was, uh, I think, got some Cy Young votes. Uh, Flaherty, still young, could also be great. Again, I don't know. Daniel Hudson stinks. Waka cannot find his control ever for a full season. Wainwright, eh. Uh, questionable, very questionable pitch rotation. Could could be elite, could be awful. Uh, that's kind of the Cardinals. Cubs, uh, left field, Swarber, center field, Amora Jr., right field, Jason Hayward, uh, Swarber down year, Amora not that great, Hayward uh, was had went in such bad spots last year, he was actually benched for some of the playoff games. Bryant third, Baez at shortstop, cut off a career juice year. Zobris, uh, second, gets spelled so much, he only ends up playing like three, four games a week. His backup is Descalano. First base, Rizzo, catcher, Contreras, rotation, Lester, Darvish, Hamels, Hendricks, Quintana. Uh, I would say the things that pop out, rotation, age, and lineup, good, good lineup. Uh, Who else is in here? I'm forgetting one team, two teams. Cubs, no, that's not Arizona. Pirates, that's right. Pirates. Pirates are rough this year. Pirates, Dickerson and Life uh, left should be coming in his own. Marte, good. Chisenhall went healthy, very nice player, but never healthy. Kang, third. 
Gonzalez, shortstop. Adam Frazier, second. Nice little player. Josh Bell had a good year last year, hoping to improve on it. Cervelli, catcher. Rotation, Talion, Archer, Trevor Williams, Musgrove, Lyles. Uh, I would say probably worst offense in the division. But I like that rotation, actually, a good amount. That's a very good rotation there. Um, eh, not bad. Um, not bad. And the Reds, who are, are going to be pretty bad. They're probably the bottom dwellers here in the division. Let's see here. Reds. Winker and left. Young guy trying to come up. Scott Schiebler. Eh. Puig and right. No, thanks. Suarez at third. Iglesias at short. Peraza at second, Votto at first. Rotation, Castilla, Gray, Wark, Descofini, and Mahe, catcher, Barnett. I would say this is probably the worst offense in the division and probably worst rotation in the three. Oh, man, I don't like uh, don't like the Brewers rotation. Um, I'm going to go Cardinals here. Uh, I think the Cardinals' young staff, I like their offense the best in this division. I think the Cubs uh, go down with all the old guys, and the Cardinals move up with the young guys. I'm going to take a sleeper, another sleeper pick here. I'm just going to go, I guess I'll go all sleepers, National League, uh, and go Card. I'm going to take Cardinals here. Pause on the NL Central. Yeah, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit. I think the Cubs are in a pretty weird situation where, they're getting older. They also sort of seem to be butting heads now with Joe Madden. Um, and there's talks of him not being, not making it through the season. So I think there's sort of a little turmoil there going on. I don't trust them to stay healthy. I don't trust the likes of Hamels or Darvish or, or any of those guys in, in terms of the rotation. Uh, so I think they're on the, on the downfall. I do like the Brewers, but like you, think that their rotation could be a bit of a liability. Um, I like some of the moves that the Cardinals have made. They picked up Andrew Miller. They picked up Goldschmidt. Um, so I, I think that ultimately they're probably going to win this division. Um, I just think that they are the the best team top to bottom in terms of you know, maybe don't have the superstar outside of uh, outside of Goldschmidt, but they just have really solid players at all positions. And, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to do really well, um, especially with that division being competitive. But they also, you know, they're, they're the perennial favorites in the central. And I don't see why that would be any different this year. I mean, I don't know what – what the uh, favorites are in Vegas or whatever, but I would definitely, if the Cardinals aren't the favorites, I would, uh, I would, you know, think about putting a little wager down on them to win the division. Yeah, they're both at 88, so you're probably will be like a minus 110 and plus 120 type of thing. That would be my guess. I don't know. But, I mean, if they both have the same win total, it'll probably be right there. Interesting also, they have 88, 87, 5, 86, 5. Um, you know, for three there, Pirates 77-5 and the Reds 78-5. So, I mean, uh, this is another one just like the NL East where they have three teams within a game of each other or a half game of each other, actually. Three teams within a game and one within a half a game of or, – or a game and a half. So, three within a game and one within a game and a half of each other all sitting there just like, you know, Phillies Nationals, same at 89. 
Uh, Mets are four back of that, though, and the Braves are two back of that. So they have four within five games, and this this one has three within a game and a half. So, um, you know, they're expecting to be top-heavy also. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's going to be a competitive uh, a competitive division. I just don't think the Brewers are going to be as good as they were last year. Um, I think, you know, they're going to sort of come back down to earth a little bit. The, the Cardinals are going to be better. Um, the Cubs are just going to kind of be what they were last year as well. Um, you know, like a mid-80 win team, mid to high-80 win team, and, um, you know, go from there. All right, the NL West. We'll start the Giants, who are projected to be the fifth, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh, eighth, actually ninth worst team in baseball, just because there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams in the AL worse than them. Uh, offense not looking great. Williamson in left field, Duggar in center field, Slater in right. Third, Longoria, short, Crawford, second, Panic, first, Belt, rotation, Bumgarner, Rodriguez, Holland, Suarez, Samarja, they're dangling, Bumgarner, Longoria is not the same player, Crawford doesn't hit, Panic is always on the DL, Belt, okay player, never heard of Slater, Duggar, Williamson, in terms of, like, actually being players, bad Bad offense, and I just think this rotation, I mean, look, besides Bumgarner, Samarja always gets lit. Suarez always gets lit. Holland always gets lit. Rodriguez had a nice first half last year, really uh, stumbled in the second half, and I also saw a stat. He was also one of, like, the top five luckiest players about uh, hit balls, finding gloves instead of uh, base hits. So he should be on the downgrade. So this is basically a one uh, a one-team pitcher, and Bumgarner's velocity is down too. So, I mean, you got to take that in effect. So they really have no rotation and really no offense to speak of. And actually, 74-and-a-half, I might have to actually – this would be an under play for me. And this will if we get to the over-unders, this will be a team that's on the under for me. Uh, Dodgers, left field, Peterson, center field, Pollock, new addition, very good player. Bellinger and right coming off a, a sophomore slump, hoping to uh, break that. Turner, always one of the most consistent players in baseball. Seager, top five shortstop coming off the John. Uh, Enrique Hernandez at second. Muncy at first. Uh, came on like a bat out of hell, just like Bellinger did the year before. So, you know, if he goes into a sophomore slump, you hope Bellinger picks it up. Uh, Barnes at catcher, very formidable catcher. And they have Russell Martin they acquired from Toronto to back up. Rotation, Kershaw. Bueller, Rue, Stripling, Mejita. They also have Urias, who's looked very good in the spring, and they have Hill on the DL, so Hill will be up in there. Uh, so really, you got Kershaw, Hill, Rue, Mejita, Bueller. No, that's one, two, three. No, so Mejita will probably be out, Bueller. So Kershaw, Hill, Bueller, Rue, and Mejita, or Urias, or whatever, who they throw there. Uh, very good rotation. Uh, and much better offense than the Giants. Arizona, Peralta in left, Marte in center, not that great. Peralta, very good player. Swooza Jr., no. Escobar, very nice uh, utility man. Nick Ahmed, good defense, can't hit. One more Flores is, should not be a starter. Nice player, doesn't belong to be starting. He's going to start at second. First baseman, Lamb, stinks. Uh, catcher, Avilia, eh, nice catcher, okay, I guess. 
rotation. Grinky, Goodley, Ray, Weaver, Kelly, definitely a rotation nowhere near the Dodgers. Offense nowhere near the Dodgers. Padres. Um, Will Myers in left. Okay, Margot in center, no. Renfro in right, no thanks. Machado at third. Urias at shortstop, hoping uh, he's a first-year player. They weren't sure if they are going to add him to the active roster. Not only did they add him to the active roster, they made him a starter and make the team. Second baseman, Kinsler, nice add. Hosmer at first, wasn't the same player outside the Cubs. Rotation, Joey Lucci's never heard of the other four guys. Paddock, supposed to be a very good rookie. We'll see. Hedges at catcher. Rotation, nowhere near the Dodgers. Offense, nowhere near the Dodgers. And I'm forgetting Giants, uh, Rockies. Rockies. Uh, Dahl, left field. Eh. Desmond, center field. Nice staple piece. Blackman, right field. Good player at home. Not ready to agree on the road. Arenado, elite player. Story, very good. Road and home. McMahon, supposed to be a very, very good player. Should put up, obviously, offensive numbers where he's playing, and we'll see what he does, you know, going forward. Murphy, which I wanted for the Yanks, playing first base, will be elite hitter in Colorado. Ionetta, catcher, very formidable catcher. Walter's also a very good catcher there. Rotation, Freeland, this is where it goes downhill. Marquez, Anderson, Gray, Bettis. That is where they are a struggle. Dodgers rotation blows them away. I actually think this offense might be a little bit better than Dodgers, but comparable um, I just I don't think anybody can get by that Dodgers rotation or the offense. I have to go Dodgers here. Uh, I do. Well, we'll get to wild card picks after. Pause on this one. Uh, this division NL West. Yeah, um, you kind of hit the nail on the head with everything. Um, I will go a, a slightly different route than you. I'm going to take the Rockies to win this division. I don't know. I'm just a fan of them. I like their offense. I think that they're going to be able to out-hit teams, especially at home, um, and they'll be able to pitch enough to get by. I mean, guys like Freeland and Gray and and Marquez, they, they'll be able to do enough on the road for them to win games and, and enough for them at home as well. Uh, bullpen's all right. Uh, I think that lineup, you know, basically top to bottom is going to be great in the regular season, but then again, they'll probably end up faltering in, you know, in the playoffs again when they get in there. All right. So we have, I took uh, Cardinals, Dodgers, and the Nationals. Nationals. Okay. Uh, My wild card teams will be Um, Rockies, and the Mets. All right. Um, so it looks like we're going to ultimately end up having the, the same teams in the playoffs but just in different spots. So I have the Mets winning the East, the Cardinals winning the Central, the Rockies winning the West, and I am going to have the Dodgers and the Nationals playing in the NL wild card game. Okay, so my wild card game for the AL will be is who? 
Uh, we both have Twins and Red Sox for the AL. Our AL is exactly the same. We have Yanks in the East, Central is the Indians, West is the Astros, and then we have the Twins and the Red Sox in the AL wildcard game. All right, I'll take the Red Sox over the Twins. And that leaves yep. me with who? I would that would be uh, Yanks so the, Yanks Sox. Well, it depends depends on who you're thinking is winning or gonna win the most games. So that's who the winner of that wild card will get. So if you think the Astros are gonna win the most games, then it's gonna be Red Sox Astros. Okay. So then I have the Astros. I'll take the Astros over the uh Sox. And then that would leave me with uh, Yankees versus whoever. I'll take the Yankees. And Astros over Yankees. Yeah, Yankees over Indians. Uh, Astros over Yankees for the AL championship. You want to do your NL first, too, or you want me to go with my No, guys. Yeah, no, do yours. Okay, so I think the... I think the same as you. I think the Red Sox will beat the Twins in that first game. I actually think that the Yankees are going to have the most wins in baseball. Um, this, or you know, the most wins in the AL, so they'll get the Red Sox. I think they'll knock off the Red Sox in a very hard-fought series, just like the entire season's going to be. You know, hard-fought, uh, neck and neck the whole way. I think it'll be a five-game series. Uh, Yankees end up winning it in that last game at home. And uh, the Astros will destroy the Indians 3-0. And I really do think the Yankees are going to make it to the World Series this year. I I don't know why, again. Um, I just have a weird feeling. Um, And I think they will get there. So I have the Yankees coming out of the AL. Okay. Uh, What's my wild card game for the NL? Rockies-Mets. Uh, I'll take the Rockies. All right. Then you have the Nationals, Cardinals, and Dodgers. So, obviously, depending on who you think is winning the most games. Uh, Nationals, Cardinals. I think the Dodgers will win the most games, so the Dodgers will get the Rockies. Correct. Um... Um, I'll take the Dodgers over the Rockies and uh, the Nationals over the Cardinals. And I'll take Dodgers over the Nationals. Astros-Dodgers. Astros-Dodgers again, repeat of uh, 2017. Yeah. Yep, let's do it. All right. All right. So, uh, all right, for my wild card game, I have the Dodgers against the Nationals. I am going to take the Nationals. I'm going to take Scherzer in a one-game playoff um, over Kershaw slash Bueller slash Stripling slash whoever else they want to throw at them. Um, I will put my money on Scherzer pretty much any time in a one-game playoff. Um, you know, one game to win, I think uh, – there's maybe like two pitchers out there that you're going to take, and Scherzer is the first one that comes to mind. So uh, give me Scherzer in a one-game playoff, knocking the heavily favored Dodgers out of the playoffs after just one game. Um, then I think the – who's going to win the most games in the NL? Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
I think the Oof, this is really tough. Um I think the Cardinals will win the most games. So that'll end up being Cardinals Nationals for me. Um give me the Cardinals to win that series and give me the Mets to beat the um the Mets to beat the Rockies and then give me a Cardinals victory over the Mets for a Yankees Cardinals World Series. Okay. I like it. I'll take uh Houston over the Dodgers in uh so let's say they're oh it depends on the all star game still, so stupid. Did did they wait, no, didn't they get rid of that this year? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they got okay, rid of it. Yeah. I'll take uh I'll take the Astros over the Dodgers. Uh let's see, it'd be two three two. Uh two Yes. Three. I'll take uh, Astros and six over the Dodgers. All right. Um, I will take the Yankees in five over the Cardinals. Okay. Interesting. Different directions. All right. A couple over-unders that I definitely like that uh, I may, you know, even play myself. Um, Phillies under 89. Um, Cardinals here. Let's see. No. Rays under 84 and a half. Yeah, that's, that's really it. That's standing out to me. Um, let me check on this injury pause. Give out yours, or do you, do you need me to read you them off? Pause. Oh, sorry, I was on mute. Um, Guys, Mets over. I, yeah, I have a general idea. Mets over. Um, Rays under as well. Um, Braves under. Phillies under. Um, Cardinals over. Uh, twins over. And yeah, that's probably about it. Um, that's about where I kind of see differences with, you know, what I think is going to happen versus what. Uh, you know, kind of like Vegas and and uh, insiders, so to speak, think that's where I, I kind of lean. But I think the there's some value in the Mets winning the division uh, prop, and I think there's some value in the Rockies winning the division as well. Um, those are two things, you know, just from my standpoint that that I think will definitely offer some value because it's going against the the norm and also you know, teams that I think are very well-equipped to, uh, you know, win their respective divisions. Yeah, I want to – I've got to find one over. You know what? 
the, the, their starter schedule. So I'll take the Yankees over 97. So I'm going Rhino. Yankees over 97. Phillies under 89. And who was my other one? Cubs, right? No, you said uh, No, Rays. That's right, Rays. Oh, yeah, Rays, Phillies. Sorry, yeah. Yankees, Phillies, Rays. Yeah, all right. So Rhino, Yankees over 97. Phillies under 89. Rays under 84 and a half. Uh, pause. Just run yours back one more time real quick. Yeah, Mets, I believe the number was uh, 85. Um, Phillies under 86. Braves under 84, was it? Um, possibly. Braves are, Braves are 86. Yeah, so Braves definitely under. Phillies under 86 okay. as well. Um, Phillies under 89. The, Twins are 84. Oh, 89. Yeah, Twins over 84. Um, what are the Rockies? Rockies are 85. Yeah, I would be over there. And uh, what did I – oh, under – I said under for the Rays. Yeah, you're also on the Rays under 84 and a half. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of where I, I sort of lean. And also, like I said, I think – there's some value in taking the Mets to win the Mets and the uh, Rockies to win their respective divisions. Hmm. Huh. Let me look at that real quick, actually. Do, do, do. Uh, well, actually, we're running out of time, huh? All right. Yeah, I'm not going to waste my time pulling up. All right. Uh, programming note. Tomorrow, we're going to come on 6 to 7 or 7. We'll make it till 7.30, but we'll probably only be on 6 to 7. We'll do a March Madness show before the Sweet 16 kicks off. Give our thoughts from, you know, this week or, you know, weekend, any surprises, whatever. And then our thoughts about upcoming games on the weekend. Uh, model actually did pretty good. If I didn't, you know, freaking live bet Duke and make some other plays, I was 65 sheets to the wind. I would have been very profitable, but neither here nor there. I'm like 200 bucks over my starting point after a couple parlays over the weekend when sober. Um, but will that be tomorrow, March 28th, 2019 will be on March madness show six to seven, seven thirty ish Eastern standard time. Uh, and I'll just be a strictly March madness show. Uh, I'll wrap up our MLB season baseball preview. We hope everyone has a great uh, opening day. Don't forget to set your fantasy baseball lineups. You give us a follow, Uncut Sports Talk, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all of these live radio shows are ripped into podcasts on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, uh, iTunes Podcast, and Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. March 28, 2019, 6 to 7, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, March Madness Show. Bets, thoughts, bracket talk, all that good stuff. As always, from your host, Rhino, and your host, Paz. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. See you tomorrow. Later.